Infinity War by default is better at this moment than Endgame because nobody has died in Endgame yet. Somebody died watching Infinity War, so <laughs> Infinity War was by default way more litter than it. Welcome to the Community Podcast, where a double-gated community talking life, culture, music, racism, anime, amongst other things. But as always, thanks for the support. Uh, we have Marcus Sniffles with us, and we have no clue where El Chapa is, so uh, we're going to just start the podcast without her. So if she uh, pulls up the studio, she pulls up. If not, you know, it is what it is. So this week, we're going to talk about a few things. So we're not going to dive too deep into Avengers Endgame yet, because apparently, even though it's Sunday and the movie came out Thursday night, it's still, for whatever reason, not okay to talk about on the timeline, which I don't get. So, I, yeah, shout out to the homie. Let me let me get a quick shout out. Shout out to Jay Free because, you know, he's he's feeling kind of low right now. He feels like I'm not uh, showing him love on the podcast. So shout out to Jay Free. But the biggest shout out this week is going to go to the homie L, uh, Logic underscore L. Go follow him. Shoot me that link in my DMs. I'm not shooting it out. He knows what it is. I appreciate it. You know? <laughs> hey, if you, if you know, you know. But uh, back to Endgame. Uh, Marcus, what was your initial reactions after seeing the movie? Like, I know you sent me a text saying that you were speechless. So just kind of break down to the folks, kind of as spoiler-free as possible, what your initial uh, thoughts were. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was an, I, I'd call it an epic. It was a, I would say it was a satisfying conclusion to the, to phase four. And uh, there were a couple moments where I was legit speechless. There were times where I, I got teary-eyed, there were times that I screamed, there were times that I was like in shock, so I'm I'm just trying to figure out what the rules are for talking about movies on the timeline, because it seems like people are just making things up as they go. Like, I mean, like, you watch Game of Thrones, right? So, like, what's the, how soon are you allowed to t- tweet about it? Like, that is interesting, because if you think about it, Game of Thrones and the kind of the Avengers arc has kind of been going around the same time. But uh, let's see, uh, Game of Thrones has been on for eight years, and the uh, MCU current run has been like 11, well, something years. like that, 10 years. So yeah. it's about the same. So I don't know. I, I think that with Game of Thrones, it's still kind of niche niche watching. Like there's still some people that will just refuse to watch because, oh, it's it's dragons and wizards and all that crap like yourself. I too was one of those people until I got bored or something. I was like, all right, well, let me check it out. Cause I have no more series to watch. It's probably after I finished like breaking bad or something like that. And I'm like, yo, this is actually really good as far as like the storyline and the plot and all the intricate stories that go on. But getting to your point about the rules, of the timeline, I guess the game of Thrones is not that bad because uh, it's just some people that just don't care that if they see spoilers, they're not paying attention to it because they're just blocked anything game of Thrones out of their mind. Now with Marvel, like, regardless if you're a huge comic book fan or an MCU fan, Marvel is kind of, you know, a household name. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, I, I'm a big Marvel vs. Capcom fan. Like, I'm very, I played many hours of Marvel vs. Capcom 1 and 2. Now, mind you, I didn't really know about, like, Thanos as far as his story, but I played with Thanos a lot in the game. Like, I, I knew of who he was and of who these other Marvel characters were, even though I wasn't super deep in the comics at that time. So I think with that, it's it's a little more sensitive to talk about it early, but fam, it's Sunday. There's people that have seen this movie at least two times already. Like, what are you waiting for? Well, here, now, here. I, well, well, let me apologize. I'll apologize to one person. Let me let me find him. 
Well, I will say one thing about when it comes to Game of Thrones. I I actually plan on watching Game of Thrones. Like, that's going to be a thing that's going to happen. I just don't want to watch it right now with everybody. Like, I don't, because it's, it's seven seasons. I don't want to try to keep up and rush through it. Like, I'd rather just wait till it's all finished, all said and done, and and watch it on my own time. But my thing is, is, like, on Sunday nights, if I'm on Twitter and I see a spoiler, like, I can't be like, oh, well, I haven't watched Game of Thrones yet. Don't spoil it for me. Like, what, it, like, I, I can't determine what everybody else is doing on the internet with their own personal Twitter account, and I kind of feel the same way about uh, Avengers Endgame. Like, well, well, the caveat to that is, caveat to that is that Avengers came out at a kind of an inconvenient time, right? So with the Game of Thrones or any major HBO big show release, it's going to be Sunday evening. So for the most of the population, nobody's really at work or at school they're kind of all oh, yeah, at home yeah. getting prepared for the next day so that i kind of understand that like if you you know if you're if you didn't watch it then like that's kind of on you with endgame there's people that saw it midnight release there's some people that couldn't get off the next day or they had yeah, obligations I, and stuff I, to do I, I but they that. couldn't go see it so if you're one of the people who for for some reason that saw it like before it came out or something and you're out there like putting out spoilers and tweeting stuff like that's that's messed up because the movie hasn't officially released yet and people haven't had an opportunity to see it so you're legit spoiling a movie now i'm i'm the type of person when a big movie like this comes out i go see it thursday night because i don't want to uh run into spoilers for something like that but i i take into consideration that other people you know have school or they have work the next day friday so what i do is i usually wait till saturday saturday night so it's like you know yeah, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. If it's Sunday night and I'm going to tweet about, you know, Avengers Endgame, like, and you're still talking about don't spoil the Endgame, like, nigga, go see the movie, bro. It's been out for four days. That's on you yeah. at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to, don't, first off, don't try to tell me what I can and can't tweet. You know what I'm saying? Like, and honestly, if you, if you're one of the people who saw it Thursday night at mid or whatever time they showed it at, and you get out of the theater and you want to tweet your thoughts about it, go off. You know what I'm saying? Like, do that. That's fine. That's your right to do that. But everybody else, you have to know that people aren't tweeting based on what you like and what you've done. They're not going to base their tweets around your life and your schedule. So if you don't want the end game spoiled, get off the internet. Like, it ain't that hard. Yeah, hey, it might be. We've talked about uh, social true. media addiction on this podcast, so right. I forgot. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's pretty tough these days. But you do have options, like I did. I tweeted out all the words I muted because I did kind of start seeing some spoilers, which I'm glad I misinterpreted one because I was kind of mad what I thought I saw. But yeah, I, I understand that. But I do want to give a personal apology to Adonis Johnson at uh, Cozy Tapes. He was like, "Yeah, you're laying for posting uh, post needs." So I was talking about some theories I had in the movie. But to his point, he had a decent point. He said he's waiting till next weekend when his girlfriend gets back in town. He's in a long distance relationship. So I kind of feel bad. Like, damn, I get why you were holding off. But nah, that, hey, you, stay off you the just internet, said, bro. get off the internet. Yeah, get off, get off the internet, man. You, you, so, you go, so if you tweeted on Tuesday, he's still going to be upset because it ain't the weekend? Like, how, like, bro, get off the internet, bro. You know you ain't going to see it for another week. That's on you. <laughs> you, out here, you out here scrolling through the timeline risky. You risking it. That yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, that's on him, man. That's on him. So, so real quick, I'm gonna talk about my journey to to Endgame. So I couldn't get off work, but I the movie started. 
where I live at at six. So I get off work at like four thirty. So I immediately I got dressed, drove through the theater to get there an hour early because when I went to the movie to see Captain Marvel, I kind of was being lazy, like, hey man, nobody's really talking about this movie. I don't think anybody's gonna go see it. And that's how I ended up sitting in the first two rows because the theater was packed. And I was like, you know what? Not making this mistake again. So I got one of the homies to sneak out of work early so he can leave to try to reserve some seats. Mind you, this isn't the theater where you have assigned seats. So we was just scumbagging it like, Trash. Hey, Trash. You sit, hey, you sit there, your wife sit on the other side, throw a, a jacket in this chair in the middle, put some popcorn in front of this chair so we can try to, you know, scam like six seats. So I get there. And this is like an hour before the movie starts. It is three-fourths of the way filled. Like, the movie theater is almost packed an hour prior to. So I'm like, yes, I'm glad that I had the, the, the fourth out to try to get out there early. So we're waiting for two other people to come. Like, they're, I don't know what they're doing. Like, they're, they're dragging their feet. So one of the ladies who works at the theater, she comes in, and she's like, hey, this is a filled theater. There is no ticket that is not bought. Every seat is paid for. I need everybody to start moving in. Because, of course, there's people like me still trying to save seats, right? So obviously nobody moves. Like, fuck that lady. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not listening to her. <laughs> so then this other wild lady was like, hey, this nice lady said this movie theater's filled. Everybody move in. I was like, who is this? Like, who are you? But that lady happened to come sit right next to me. I was like, you know what? I'm not trying to cause a seed and egg game with this white woman. So I'm going <laughs> to go, go ahead and slide in. Hey, and I text the guys like, hey, man, y'all should have left earlier. Like, I'm not finna fight this white lady to save y'all seats. Like, y'all knew what it was. Y'all should have came earlier. But my initial reactions is it, it was a bit it was a bit stressful. Like, usually when I'm anticipating something like this, I kind of think about it all day. But, you know, the day went by quick. I didn't really think about it. I was kind of busy doing other stuff. But when I got there, it was like, yo, you're like, you're, your heart's beating fast, you know what I'm saying? You're anticipating the movie starting. You're trying to see if things you saw on the internet were true or rumors or confirming maybe thoughts you had of how the movie would go. And as it plays out, you're like, oh, wow, like this is this is not what I expected. Like there are some things that I'm not going to talk about right now. We're going to do the Deep Dive podcast Thursday. Send but, us uh, your there, questions. Yeah, send us your questions. So, yeah, there were some things that caught me off guard, some things I was like, okay, this kind of makes sense. Like, okay, so one thing that's not a spoiler, obviously – Unless you haven't seen Captain Marvel, which again, I don't care because it's been out like a month. Uh, if you saw the end credits of that movie, it shows that Captain Marvel showed up to the Avengers uh, hideout or whatever. And she was looking for Nick Fury. So it was obvious. And they showed in the, in the theaters that Tony Stark had been saved. So it was obvious to me when that happened, when she saved uh, Tony Stark in space. I'm like, okay, well, I, okay, I get that. Y'all gave us, you gave us too many pieces to this puzzle not to figure out that this was going to happen. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm like, all right, whatever. But then there were some other parts I was kind of just like shaking my head at. And I was like, oh, wow, this is really happening. And not being a super comic book nerd and I'm being being aware of some of the stories, there were some cool parts that uh, some fan service they gave the people that know about the stories, which we'll talk about Thursday. But I guess that is an advantage to knowing some of the stories because some of the stuff you see will make a little bit more sense and won't kind of throw you off. And you probably know the couple of parts I'm talking about, but if not, again, we'll talk about Thursday. It's not going to spoil it. But overall, it was a great movie. Uh, I'm definitely going to see it again probably this weekend. I will definitely buy it when it comes out. And uh, uh, kudos to Marvels for uh, holding it down. I'm, I'm curious how the next phase is going to pop off, whether they're going to use the uh, the Avengers title moving forward or they're going to do some different things. Because, of course, they've acquired the rights to you know Fantastic Four and X-Men. So hopefully... 
just hopefully we can finally get a decent Fantastic Four movie because uh-huh. again, if you're not aware of the comics, Doctor Doom is a monster villain for the MCU if they can bring him in correctly. So that would be pretty tight. That would be awesome. And I yeah. also I have a, uh, an Apple Watch and it uh, tracks your uh, your heartbeats, like what your heart rate is. And I, after the movie, I went back and looked through it, and there, it was spiking. There was a lot of spikes in there. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like, did I have a heart attack at one point during this movie? But yeah, it was a it was an excellent movie though. Well, what I will say is that I would have to give the nod, not even by anything that involves the content of the movie, but I'm at to say that Infinity Four, Infinity War, I don't know what I'm, I can't talk today. Infinity War, by default, is better at this moment than Endgame because nobody has died. <laughs> In any game yet. Somebody died watching Infinity War, so <laughs> <laughs> Infinity War was by default way more litter than Endgame. game. So I mean Just it's it's still that. it's the first weekend, so we still got tied, but it, until somebody dies, Infinity War probably will have the uh, title of the most lit Marvel MCU film to date. So Thanos caught an actual body. Caught a yeah. real body. He, he snapped somebody straight out the theater, like, hey man, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, beat you at the crossroads. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it was it was a wrap for that that gentleman so uh r.i.p <laughs> and it sucks he didn't get to see everything get resolved so i mean i hope uh, he, i mean hopefully he died at the end like you know what that's, that's, like that's why that's why he died after the snap like yeah, he was well. in such shock that it happened that he just his heart can take it don't fact check that because i'm not sure if it's true <laughs> but for the sake of this story it is is 100 facts don't matter facts do not matter i am in fact upset that the moment that I moved from the New Jersey, New York area, Jay-Z would decide to do a B-Sides concert at Webster Hall, which they were doing concerts there for a little while. I know a Just Blaze would do a lot of DJing there for a little while, and then they kind of stopped. I guess they shut it down, but I guess they reopened it now, and uh, Jay-Z was doing a B-Side concert. Uh, if you guys don't know what B-Sides are, it's pretty much the uh, the non-radio single songs, like the... The lesser so popular, popular song. yeah, the songs that uh like kind of you know real fans you know know about like you know not like the big pimpins stuff like that, but but yeah, he did a show and it, it looked pretty cool from what I saw on Twitter and people were very excited. You know, he brought out Jim Jones, he brought out Nas to do Dead Presidents remix. Mm. You know, epic moments in hip hop that you know only people that live in that area apparently are going to get the experience, which I'm pretty bitter about. Not too bitter because I've seen Jay-Z in concert for the 444 tour, but I feel just like that tour, Webster Hall being a more intimate setting would have been better for his brand of music, if that makes sense, or for those songs of that album. Kind of like, a, it'd have been better, in my opinion, as an MTV Unplugged. Like, they should bring that back if that's not that, still that's, They desperately need to bring that back. I, I need those. I need those. Yeah. Those are awesome. But one of the, the big talking points that came from it was a freestyle he did about Nipsey Hussle. Here's a little bit of that freestyle by Jay-Z. Your own hood, but these people do it. Play eminent domain and have your people moving. That's a small glimpse into what Nipsey was doing. But anybody still confused as to what he was doing? The neighborhood designed to keep us trapped. They redlined it, so property times if you live by blacks. They depress the asset and take the property back. It's a ruthless but a genius plan, in fact. So now we fighting over scraps. Crabs in the barrel, but crabs don't belong in the barrel. They ain't never tell us that. But Jay-Z is pretty much freestyling, talking about, you know, 
essentially the Nipsey had the blueprint on what rappers and what we should be doing, talking about the crabs and barrel mentality. And he also brought up one thing that I, it's kind of my baseline discussion when I talk to people about race. It's pretty much the thing that I will stop my conversation about race if they don't understand the concept of redlining. All right, so El Chapa is pulled up to the committee studios. So what I was talking about, so what I was talking about is uh, redlining. It's essentially after the Great Depression, it's like, hey, we're going to try to get the economy moving again. So we're going to start, you know, getting this housing thing popping because, again, most of the wealth in this country is built by your ability to buy and own homes and pass it on, you know, to generation after generation. So mm-hmm. what had happened was is that any communities that were pretty much predominantly you know, non-white communities were considered quote-unquote hazardous and outlined in red, you know, coining the term redlining. So again, the the ability to buy a house wasn't based on your merit, your job, your social status. It's pretty much if, hey, you're black, we're not going to give you a home loan. Even if there is a white person that had worse credit than you, made less money than you, they would be able to get a loan versus you. So this continues to go on for about 30 years, right? No biggie, mm-hmm. you know, just three generations. Until uh, 1968 with the Fair Housing Act, which was pretty much supposed to eliminate redlining, you know, giving ratings of black people as hazardous areas and allowing them to give loans. But pretty much that was never really uh, enforced. So redlining and discrimination or discriminational housing uh, practices continued pretty much essentially to this day. There's still articles that are coming out now talking about that. So what I was saying is if I'm talking to a... uh, to a white person talking about racism or something like that, usually the first argument is going to be like, oh, you know, you know, I didn't own any slaves, you know, so why why should I care about it? Or, you know, racism doesn't exist or blah, blah, blah. They'll bring us some affirmative action. But then I'll be like, hey, so do you know what redlining is? If they say no, that's where my conversation starts. Because if you don't know your history, you don't know the past, you really can't intelligently speak about the future. Like, again, if, if your family 30, 60 years ago was allowed to buy all these houses in, I don't know, let's say, uh, I don't know, let's say Atlanta, which is now a booming metropolitan, metro, I can't even say that word, whatever. Atlanta is a booming <laughs> city. <laughs> metropolitan? <laughs> metropolitan, yes. Yeah, shout out mm-hmm. to your uh, Orlando education. But if they're allowed that to purchase- actually uh, New York. Anyways, if they're allowed to purchase multiple homes out there and then those homes increase in value and you're passing them on to your kids who are starting out life kind of with a head start financially, but the same family of black people weren't allowed to do the same thing, how is that fair? How can you not recognize the inequality in that type of situation? Even with the whole reparations talk, a lot of white people, sorry, white people, we, we, we specifically express we talk about racism on this podcast. But there's a lot of white white people that aren't really trying to hear the whole reparation arguments from a lot of the uh, Democratic uh, politicians and candidates because they just don't understand that why we should be given something like, oh, you know, you're always asking for handouts. We're not necessarily asking for handouts. We're asking to kind of be put in an equal playing field, if that makes sense. Now, I have my specific issues about the whole reparation things only because I don't think it should be like a straight check. I think it should be like property or maybe free education, but don't don't cut checks because again, I know how people are, man. You give people a big pot of money, they're just going to act a fool with it for the most part. But 
we've seen that that's my we've seen that Dave Chappelle skit. Yeah, we know how we know how this is, man. I bought that I bought that baby cash. Cash. So Well, there's that and then you also have to take into account where people are right now, especially the middle class and the minorities in this country. There's a lot of people who are under debt as a result to this cycle, right? So when you if you already come across a big amount of money, that's just gonna go back into the hands of the people who put you there. That's how I think of it. Potentially. Yeah, and that goes back to the schools really not educating people. It's just a giant, a giant loop of madness. But uh, it definitely shout out to Jay Z for talking that talk. He he talked that talk at the uh, four forty four uh, concert that we saw. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think actually me and Elle saw that concert in uh, at the Barclays Center. That was but my birthday. Things... Oh yeah. Well, technically it's before your birthday, but but yeah. Um, one of the things that stood out to me that he said in one of his. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a rant Kanye West style, but in his little speech is that he, he made the the point that as black people, we are not second class citizens. And, and that's, that's something you have to really think about because again, in this country, we're kind of looked at that way. And then we kind of had that drill into our heads, just in everyday life, man, like how we're treated and how people look at us, how we're characterized, but we have to be able to say, Hey, you know what? Stick my head up, stick my chest out. I'm smart. I'm educated. I have a good job. I'm I'm worthy to be here. Like I'm I'm not I'm no less than anybody around me, regardless of their skin color and background. So I I appreciate those those gems that Jay Z is dropping off to the people. So that, that there was that it's that word though, because he used the word gentrification in that in the line that he was talking about. And from what I understood, people seem to have a problem with it. And I, I kinda understand both sides of it, where it's like he he for a living jay-z works with words so he needs to be a little bit more careful about what he's saying but then on the other hand there's people on twitter and on the internet that understood what he was saying and he just didn't express it correctly and they're just being mad because they want to be mad about something and if you look up like i'm looking at the dictionary right now uh what the definition of gentrification is it's the buying and renovation of houses and stores and deteriorating urban neighborhoods by upper or middle income families or individuals raising property values but often displacing low income families and small businesses now the last part is the most important part because in especially in places like new york uh gentrification is out of control they're mm-hmm. pretty much pretty much people from the outside are coming through yeah but he was kind of a part of it once he built barclay well i was gonna say like he's people kind come in they buy up yeah. stuff and they raise rent and they get people that are from there from that area and they get those people out of there to move in you know yoga studios where like a barbershop used to be at and just because it's a black person doing it doesn't make it any better you know so it's just like what he i think what he was trying to say and i'm not i'm not trying to shoot him any bail he needs to be better at expressing himself because he's a rapper he's good with words is to if you get some money like buy property buy houses buy businesses and help the people that are already there to get a leg up and to own some things not to come through buy it up and then raise the rent and get those people out of here so you can make money for yourself that's and just gentrification that's a trigger word for some people like you can't say gentrification and let that and expect people to just be like, oh, that's fine, Jay. That's cool. It, it don't work like that for a lot of people. 
Yeah, mm. shout out to Slim Thug. He's a, actually, he has like a construction company where he's trying to build affordable housing for people in Houston. So that, just little things like that, man. Like do what you can for your community. Like, you know, I, I get it. We live in a capitalistic society, but everything's not always about money. I mean, it is, but it's not. Like, at some point, once you're good, you know, you want to try to make sure that your people are also good. So, but uh, yeah, that's my uh, quick spiel. Game of Thrones is about to start. So I, I hope you guys have a great rest of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> And shout out to shout out to y'all for giving me to a thousand followers. I appreciate the love, so I definitely follow back. So, uh, gang, gang, we out. <laughs> we still got four minutes. Four minutes. Four minutes. Look, I got to get set. You know, say I got to get this chicken on the, on, the, on the grill. It's a whole process. I got to get ready. People are about to die, so we need to get it popping. <laughs> All right. So. Uh... Oh, yeah, peace. See, what else was on the list? Okay, so did you see the uh, the video that was going down the timeline of the uh, the the white lady that was holding up like a pretty much holding up a, a, a vagina, like the inside of a vagina, or whatever? No, look, I I know I told you guys last week. I promised I was going to be better, but this has been a hell of a week for me. Mm-hmm. I haven't done shit. I haven't been on shit. I have just I ain't shit this week. Everything is breaking. Yeah, well, essentially, she's. But tell me about she, her. As I she's Google. a uh, a uh, sex education speaker or teacher or something like that. Like she pretty much goes around and and talks to millennials and people about sex and how they can be better at it and what you should do, how to have safe sex, stuff like that. And one of the main points that that got Twitter talking or got Twitter going was the stat that she said that women women who have sex with men have an 11% chance of having an orgasm but women <laughs> women who have sex with women have like a 98% chance of having an orgasm and, and that that number blew my mind i was like what in the <laughs> hell the discrepancy in those numbers. I see this lady right now. I see a video of her. Yeah, it's. I mean, she has like her two or three videos. And all these fingers. Yeah, that, it, I mean that's. It it would be one. I feel like it wouldn't be a talking point if the number was like, hey, if you have sex with, if you're in a heterosexual relationship, then you know you're gonna bust one every seventy. You you have a seventy eight percent chance, and if you're in a lesbian relationship, it's like eighty percent. If the numbers were that close, mm-hmm. I feel like people wouldn't really care because it's like, oh, that's not that big of a deal. But we're talking about 95% to 11%. That is insanity. And and the reason why she was saying that is because, well, there's a lot of reasons why women, well, you know what? How about this? We're, we're, damn, I don't even know how to even bring this up without getting like all up in your business about Just it. go there. Just, let's just see and I'll tell you. I mean, but... <laughs> I feel like I, oh, man, it's Here's just how like I looked at it. Here's how, as soon as I hear that stat, I'm like, that kind of makes sense because as a female, I know my body and I know what feels good to me and what feels right. And if I were to do it with another woman, I would do it to her what feels right to me. Here's my so thing. the chances are probably higher, right? That's what I'm assuming. I mean, I I never did that with no girl, well, but from from what from what you <laughs> said is is there there's a lack there's a lack of education when it comes to uh, sex education, like in schools and uh, like in high. Did you have sex ed in school? Because I did. Mm, no. Nah. Yeah. So yeah, a lot I, of, I know a little bit. We went to take home that practice baby. 
And you have that to do that? Count. Yeah, I did that. That's, that's, not, that's not sex. That's just the results of sex. I didn't need that. That and STDs. That's all I remember Ugh. from quote-unquote. Those, those slideshows. <laughs> Traumatizing. <laughs> Traumatizing. <laughs> but, I mean, it's one of those things where if you... If you go through probably the curriculum of what people are teaching in sex ed, and then you look at, you know, TV and movies and uh, listen to music, and even if you watch porn and you see how sex is depicted, for the most part, it's all about what the man's doing and what the man's getting and what he can achieve through having sex. And it's not, they're not showing us, according to this lady and according to the numbers, what women like. And apparently, Men have no idea. Like we don't know what we're doing out here. And honestly, I would ask women. Y'all like, just out there guessing. We just out here, just you know, hey, just put it out in, beat guessing. it up, and get out. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> some, some, right? And then it's like quite selfish. But if you have, that's where communication and stuff comes into play. To where you communicate, and then as a female, like you will move a certain type of way to where it feels good for you. It, it it is about communication, but there's there's also an, a lack of education that goes into it too. Oh, for sure. You know I mean, like, if you have the education, there might not even really need to be that much communication for some people. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. It, it's, it's we gotta find the balance between like, okay, as you know, as a woman, you gotta tell the man what you want, but as a man, we need to research. Like, watch this video. Like, literally, watch the video. The videos are like, it's like three, two minute videos. Watch these, vi and I'll tweet them out. Watch these videos yeah. and talk to your partner about this stuff. Because, you know, no, sorry, because. No, if you're doing the right thing, like, everybody's happy in the end. But, and this, this lady's not asking you to do anything crazy. Like, she's not asking you to like all right well you need to stay up you need to stand up in it for three hours like anybody can do this stuff it's not I, no pun intended it's not that hard <laughs> what i saw just now as i looked up her video i went to my favorite thing to do is the comment section and i saw mm. a lot of females commenting and then um one that stuck out the most uh was a young lady that she retweeted uh somebody else's comment in regards to how she only wanted to have sex with the lights off because she felt disgusting. Uh, and the one girl, when she retweeted, she was like, damn, I truly felt that. Um, and then there's like other comments like that. I'm just like, you know, I feel like maybe if you had more of that education to where it wasn't super like taboo uh, to talk about sex or explore and do things like that. Yeah, there's people who do it and, you know, they have that confidence and they have that power between them, their bodies and whatnot. But there's also, reading these comments, a lot of people who don't. And I feel like that type of education would help, not just between you and your partner, but, like, just you and yourself. Exactly. Mm. I, I think at some point we're going to probably have a deeper discussion about, like, We're going to talk guess, about sex? We're going to do it. It'll probably just end up being another, you know, ladies-only podcast or, or whatnot. No, no, but, no, 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 no. It has to be the uh -oh. guys, too. Uh oh. And <laughs> it has to be the guys too. And uh don't be awkward. No, nah, I'm gonna try not to be. I feel like I was a little bit, but honestly <laughs> I'm I'm curious I, if I saw like I I look at those numbers and I'm like, why do why do women have sex with men? Did if, you talk about this with low, your wife? No. 
Mm. No, I didn't. Well, the re- you should, and, or maybe you maybe you shouldn't. But okay. No, I, was about to, I, was, I was about to say she's in, she's in the eleven percent. You know what I'm saying? Let me get off this podcast real quick. I, see, I I ain't trying to brag. I'm, I'm good. I I, I mean, watched the videos. So I, it I, it don't see. You know what? We're gonna save it for the other episode. All I'm saying is, if the numbers, <laughs> if if you told me that like, all right, you're gonna have sex ten times, but yeah. only. One of those times you're gonna bust nut. I'm like, you know what? I'm not having sex with this person no more. Like, I'm not. Because you know, you know what it is too. Like, you don't just, you know, finish off of penetration. Like, there's other things too. And okay, yeah. fine. I'm not gonna get too detailed and like whatever. But sometimes that's just penetration. Just ain't it by itself. Like the majority. And, and I think that's I, where that 11 percent comes in. That's that lack of education. Because I mean. Yeah. How many how many songs have you ever listened to? Like if you're, you know, trying to slow things down with whoever you're with and uh you know, the mood is right and you're like, let me put on a song. How many songs have you ever heard where they're like, All right now, lay down girl and let me stimulate your clit? Like you don't hear that in music. <laughs> like that's not a thing. It's always like, let me let me let me beat it up, let me put it in there, bust it down, beat whatever. It like there's a lot of there's a lot of different things that <laughs> <laughs> that might be the most you get. I feel like that's a lyric somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, I, I feel like a lot of people should uh, watch these videos. This lady seems pretty informative on what she's talking about, and I can speak from experience. That stuff works. Like, don't you remember the old lady that used to talk about sex? The real old lady. I don't. She does a commercial now. <laughs> I'm gonna have to find her. I feel like if y'all listening, I might know what I'm talking about. She was like really old. She used to have like a hotline and you would call in and people would just ask her. She's like a sex therapist. Mm-hmm. So when you guys mentioned okay. this earlier in the group chat, that's what I thought you were talking about. There's a show on Netflix called Sex Education where, um, I mean, I didn't watch it, but I just saw the preview. The mom is a sex therapist. And so she um, has a lot of clients. Uh, and then sometimes she sleeps with them i guess to like teach them i don't know i didn't watch it but the son is trying to take over the business low-key and do it and like apply that in high school um i say that because that's kind of like what that lady did she was a sex therapist so she would have people call in she'd have people come on and just talk and then just give pointers and things all kinds of stuff all kinds of stuff yeah i don't remember her no i was i was just i was saved i didn't watch that film let me google Old lady. I mean, I've I've seen some videos of old ladies like having sex, but not talking about sex. Yo, it's because your boy stopped your son of six. I'm back. Just finished watching Game of Thrones. Shout out to the young MVP Arya Stark. Appreciate y'all checking out this episode. Let us know what you think on uh, Anchor, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Uh, and again, always appreciate the support. We out. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Ryan McLaughlin from Don't Call This a Podcast, here to thank you for rocking with the kidswearcrowns.com and our podcast collective. If you're liking what you hear, do us a favor and check out the website, thekidswearcrowns.com. We've got a plethora of content for you articles, TV and movie reviews, playlists, and a collective of podcasts, which includes Don't Call This a Podcast, Sturdy Show Presents the Barbershop Podcast, Two Dope Smarks, The Committee Podcast, Pretty Petty Politics, and We Bring in Love Back. We've also got a brand new webcast called Politics as Usual, hosted by Ron and AJ. So be sure to go to thekidswearcrowns.com, subscribe if you like what you see, and follow us on Twitter at the KWC blog.